Is your home or rental property boring? Or does it stand out from the crowd and make an impression? Today, we're saying no to boring homes and talking all about how to make your home and or your investment property get the attention it deserves. Let's get started. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer, real estate investor, and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create timeless designs that'll make your home or rental property stand out. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, and welcome to today's design conversation. I am sharing three easy tips plus a bonus tip that can help you elevate your home, whether you're a homeowner or a real estate investor. Now, you might have heard how popular real estate investing has become over the past few years. I mean, seriously, it has taken over. It seems like everyone has realized the value in real estate investing and is buying properties. If you're a homeowner who has been trying to buy a property, you might have been in competition with people who are trying to buy it as an investment property. I know, it's super challenging out there. But while real estate investing is a strong investment strategy, there is a lot of competition out there. And if your strategy is short-term, like an Airbnb or a VRBO, or a medium-term, an MTR, that's when you have rentals for a minimum of 30 days, it's important not to overlook an important part of your investment, the design. Look, I've read stats ranging that there's like five to seven million plus Airbnb listings and two million plus VRBO listings. Holy cow. The competition is steep. So you've got to make your property stand out. Now, location, of course, is the biggest factor, right? It's location, location, location. But another big factor is the design, the way it looks. People do not want to rent properties that don't look great. Even if you have an amazing location, if a competing property right around the corner or right next to you has just as good of a location, but a much better design, which one do you think will get rented first? Yeah, the one with better design. So I can't help you with your location, but I can help you with your design, and that's what I'm here to do. So first tip is, number one, to have a defined color palette. If you have been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, then this should not be something new, but I really want people to do this. A color palette is so important because you want your property or your home to have a visual flow. Now, if you don't remember, or this is new to you, a color palette, well, those are the main colors used throughout your home or property. And you see them consistently from room to room. A color palette creates consistency and flow in your home so that all your rooms talk to each other. It's very purposeful looking. It's very curated looking. And if you're worried that, oh my gosh, all my rooms are going to look the same, well, that is not the case. Each room can have its own unique personality, but it visually flows and connects to the next room. 
And having a color palette really does help you because it helps you decorate your home faster because you have a vision moving forward. You've got direction and clarity, which are so important when designing spaces. And I work with my clients to create that direction and clarity. It's like when you go on a road trip, if you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you're going to end up. Same thing with your design. If you don't know what direction you're trying to go in, and you're like, oh, I love reds. Oh, and I like that blue vase. And I really like this. I mean, you're going to be a hot mess who's all over the place. So I want you to get some clarity and direction. And a color palette helps with that. So a color palette is your roadmap, just like when you're going on a road trip. And it makes your job easier because it's easier to shop because you've narrowed down choices. So for example, in my home, my entire home's color palette is whites, browns, and blues. Those are pretty much my only main colors. Yes, my kid's room for a brief stint, my daughter had pink, but that's actually transitioned back. And no, I had nothing to do with it. It was her own choice. But again, I've got these three colors. So I know anytime I'm shopping that if I buy something that's white, any shade of white, if I buy something that's brown, almost any shade of brown, that could be beiges and taupes and dark browns, light browns, it doesn't matter, and blues. I could have navy, I could have spa blue, which is very light, I could have bright cerulean blue, I could have any type of blue, and it's all going to work within my color palette. It has taken the stress out of design Because when I go shopping or go to a store or look online, if I see something that's not in my color palette, I really don't have to consider it. It eliminates decision fatigue. This is why I just love, love, love a good color palette. I want you to think about a time that you have gone to a hotel, maybe it was a fancy resort, and you had this really relaxed, chill, comforting vibe And it's because in hotels, they're designed very carefully that they do use the same colors throughout. What you see in the lobby, you see similar colors in the rooms, in the elevator, in the guest areas, in the pool area, you'll see all those colors connected. And it really does give a really nice look. And it also just gives you a calming vibe as you walk throughout. It doesn't feel chaotic. And this is really important to have a color palette in open concept homes where everything's open because you see all the other spaces between all the rooms. Now with a color palette, and I do have, I think my very first podcast episode was about color palettes. So that would be what episode one. So go do do check that out. Three colors is ideal. Three is not overwhelming to the eye because our brains really process threes really well. And I talk about that in another episode, I think about the rule of three. So go listen to that one too, and I can link to these in show notes. Now you might be thinking, all right, so I pick three colors. Do I use them equally within my home? Nope, that is not what I want you to do. What I want you to do is your first color you use about 60% of the time, so over half. This is likely your wall color, 
could be your flooring. It's a big neutral that you see throughout. Your next color, you use about 30% of the time. That could be your furniture that's upholstery or wood case goods, rugs, draperies. And then your 10% is your accent color. And so in my case, I have a lot of whites and beiges, which are on my walls because I have a very light light beige color on my walls and whites. And then um, I have all my furniture pieces that are also, I've got some browns, uh, some whites there too. Again, I'm a girl who sticks with her color palette. And my blue accent color, yeah, it's 10%. It's in my art pieces. It might be in some of my accessories, in my throw pillows. So your ratio with your color palette is 60, 30, 10. And very important here, you need varying shades of each color to give your home or property a curated look like it was built over time and not like you just went to Target or some other store like Home Goods or wherever you're shopping and bought the entire display. Say you're using yellow as your accent color. If every single accent was the exact same yellow, it would look pretty boring and flat. You want to have variations, maybe a mustard, maybe a dandelion gold, maybe a soft muted gold, yellow. I'm thinking of all these yellow shades. I can't think of the names offhand, but you get my point. You want to have some variety in your colors so it has some depth. That's super important. So like I talked about with my own with my own color palettes, I have varying shades of white. Some are brighter. Some are a little warmer. I have varying shades of my brown. I have a little bit of darker. Like in my husband's office, we have a much darker, richer color palette, but it's still blues, whites, and browns. We've kept it consistent. And our my office is a very, very pale. One of my favorite colors from Sherwin-Williams is called opaline. It is such a beautiful, soft blue very subtle. I actually like it so much. I have it in three spaces. My pantry, which is my mudroom area, my office, and our rec room upstairs. It's a really soothing color. I like it so much. I'll likely stick it in my primary bath as well. If this is your primary home, your main home that you live in, you may want to be a little safer with your color palette. But if this is an investment property, then I invite you to go a little bolder. So if you are imagining yourself going through an Airbnb site or VRBO, wherever your preferred uh, listing site is, and look at what draws your attention. The important part of your property, especially if it's an investment, is that it's gotta be scroll stopping. You want to attract attention so that people remember your property. I know when we've looked at some It's pretty interesting when all of a sudden you see something that's really bold green, or I guess there's one property my husband mentioned that's called the banana house, and it's got everything is yellow with bananas everywhere. I mean, do what you need to do to get people interested in your property. So you could have a black kitchen where maybe you wouldn't want a black kitchen in your primary residence, but in your investment property, why not? Essentially, the goal is here to stop the scroll. So if it is your investment property, feel free to take a few more risks. 
It's fun to vacation and stay in properties that feel totally different than our homes. So think about that as you're designing your investment property. What colors could be more interesting? And then if it is your primary, I do like to be a little more timeless because you do have to live with those decisions and see them day in and day out. But on vacation, have fun and go for it. All right, moving on to tip number two is to make it memorable. And I touched on that a little bit with your color palette, but you wanna have something that's a standout feature, something memorable that again, stops the scroll, makes people remember your property. Oh yeah, that's the one with the big green wall, or that's the one with the hanging lounge chairs in the family room, whatever that is. So you could have a piece of art, a focal wall, some fun, funky furniture, again, like a hanging chair, an interesting sofa. And with something memorable, I like to think about smoke and mirrors. It's putting a unique feature in. It often distracts us from other parts of the home that might not be at the same level. So you could invest or splurge in a bigger statement piece, whether that's a type of focal wall or a unique piece of furniture, And then you save on the surrounding pieces. I recommend this a lot in general, even with our primary residences. Every single thing does not need to be expensive in your home. If you have invested in a nice dining room server piece, well, maybe your dining room chairs don't have to be as expensive. It elevates, one nice piece can elevate an entire room. You don't need to break the budget making every item in your home or your property some ball buster. You can literally have one nicer piece and then save a bit on the rest. Now there's a giant difference, of course, I gotta say it in full disclosure. If you are doing Ikea furniture everywhere and all of a sudden you put this really fancy, expensive piece of furniture, yeah, those might not talk to each other. So do this within reason, but definitely try to do something that makes your property stand out. And same thing with our homes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've done something inexpensive with a little sweat equity, and it really elevates our home design. In our foyer, we have an angled stair wall, and we ended up adding some simple wood moldings to this wall, grids of squares on the wall. It literally cost us $100. We did it ourselves. We're a little handy, so. It, but it is a nice focal feature that draws your eye in and all of a sudden elevates everything else. I don't have to have a fancy piece of furniture in front of it because this wall is taking the center stage. So little things I want you to think about that can make your home or rental property stand out. All right. And my third tip is you got to have good curb appeal, whether that's your own home, but especially in your investment property, people want to see homes that look well kept and that front door, front entrance way, first impression makes a big deal. I mean, think about when you come home every day from work or out running errands. The first thing you see when you come home is the outside of your house. Is it making you happy or is it looking tired and dated and needing a little extra TLC? Same thing, we want our investment property to have that welcoming vibe. It sets the tone from the moment we walk in. So have a little curb appeal. Maybe you have a bright colored door. Blue and black doors apparently sell a home faster, I've read. 
and then have maintained well-appointed exteriors. Update a light fixture inexpensively. Have your shrubs maintained. You do want to remember the outside is that first impression that sets the tone on the inside. So do remember that. And then here is my bonus tip. This is a quick episode today. A bonus tip, and this one does just apply to real estate investors, is please, please, please invest in good photography. An interior photographer is best. In my own experience, I have a great uh, camera on my phone, but it does not compare to what my professional photographer has done. Real estate um, agents also have great photographers. It makes a really big difference to have good photography because it'll all of a sudden just attract more people. And this is the same if you're selling your home, you got to have good photography. And my bonus tip part two is to have some amenities and some things that you could provide to your guests to show that you're an attentive host and people will want to come back to your property. They'll recommend it to other people. So you might have a welcome table and a packet at your front door. It's always fun to name a property if there's something interesting that you can do or a different design feature like uh, the yellow banana house or what my husband had seen online. And then at this welcoming table, you might have a list of amenities, maybe favorite restaurants nearby or places to do laundry if you don't have it on your property or places to shop, grocery stores, things like that that show that, hey, you've got their back, you're checking in on them. And you could go even a step further and have a few more amenities that could tailor to different people, like a different pull-away bed or high chairs or games, things like that, that if people are vacationing, they can have even more fun at your property. All right, those are my three tips. The first one is the color palette, so important. Tip number two was to make it memorable. Tip number three was curb appeal. And tip number four, my bonus tip, it was a twofold good photography and then be a good host and have some uh, amenities there for people. All right, now what do I want you to do next? Well, please hit subscribe. And if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I'd so appreciate it. Five stars for good karma. And then share this podcast because it helps this podcast reach more people like you. Now, if you are struggling with design, whether that's for your primary residence or your property, because it isn't booking like you want, then let's book a design consultation so we can talk about the design of your home or rental property. It's a very small investment for a lot of personalized guidance and value. Or if you're more of a DIYer and wanna do things on your own, then get on the wait list for Room Design Essentials. It is my premier program that is perfect for DIYers so that you can get the results that you want in your property. I'm working with a select group of people right now, updating and transforming this so that it will be ready for you coming soon, but you can get on the waitlist at nestorations.com forward slash waitlist to be the first to know when it's ready. All right, as always, thanks for listening and keep listening to Home and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you create a home or rental property that you love. Have a great day.